Hi guys, just wanted to let you know before this episode starts, a slight trigger warning for depression and anxiety and other mental health issues. Okay, take 200. (laughs) Hi, um, welcome. Uh, this, This episode feels kind of weird. It feels kind of uncomfortable. Um... But in a good way, you know. Um, those uh, those of you that have listened to the show before, um, you know, I do talk a lot with my guests about mental health and um, things surrounding that. And I think that's a, been uh, a big theme uh, over the past year for a lot of people, but obviously people in music, you know. Um, Obviously, the guests on the podcast are music-orientated, and a lot of the mental health stuff has been primarily focused around, you know, not being able to do the one thing we were put on this planet to do, and how that can make you feel how pathetic and worthless it can make you feel, having that taken away from you over something you just simply cannot control is it's depleting it's it's so hard um the other day thanks to the wonderful thing that is social media um sending me a memory saying you know uh that i play the last time i played a show was over a year ago and that (laughs) that sucks that that hurts man i was I was looking at, I was just looking at the photos from the show, just like me and the guys just on stage, just having a good time and how much that was taken for granted. I mean, personally, I never take a show for granted. I have done in the past and I feel horrible afterwards, probably because it wasn't a very good show. But now, honestly, I think I'd play a small riser in the corner of a pub for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's it's so funny how you can miss something that you can't see. You can't envision it because it's so different and how you can grow attached to something that you never thought would not be an option. You know? Obviously, on a larger scale, you know, touring bands and bands that, you know, people that do that for a living have had their livelihoods taken from them. And, you know, that is... I can't imagine what they must be going through because they're used to that for so long. I think a lot of us have gotten used to the regular nine to five or, like myself, more like seven to eight. you know, and having a band on the side that we pour our heart and soul, our finances into, and we care about so much. And it can be really difficult to do that when you can't perform it. Um, One thing I've really struggled with, and I've been really guilty of it, um, is getting really, really involved in my music so much that I, you know, upon releasing something, I would feel angry, frustrated that 
other people would never connect with the music the same way I would. Um, <laughs> it sounds so dumb saying it out loud, but I'm sure you'd understand. You're putting out music, you want people to give a shit about it. You want people to care about it. It's something you've spent hours on, spent money on, you know. People literally spend hundreds on PR campaigns just so magazines can just, you know, or radio, or just, just so people can listen to it. So people just can just give a shit about music. And the, the problem with that is um, it's not real. And it's an unrealistic expectation um, for an artist to just expect the bare minimum from people. Um, because why should they? Um, they're not thinking about artists um, all the time as much as you know actual artists would be. Um, what I do like to see is you know other su artists supporting other artists and you know doing just free shit like sharing it online and stuff and again it's all very fabricated and very um, unreal because you know it's social media at the end of the day. Um, and what I've found over the past years, I've really tried to separate myself from social media, but at the same time, diving headfirst with a blindfold into all of it. And it has ruined me. Um, back in October, um, I did some design work for someone. Um, and uh, I did it for them as a favour. You know, I was, I wanted their business to succeed, that she was struggling, so, um, and she needed, like, graphics and stuff, and I was, you know, wanting to do that for her. Um, when I did this, um, I then got, you know, ignored, uh, ghosted or whatever, and, uh, you know, I got annoyed by that, so, you know, I posted something on my Instagram to do with, um, you know, don't do free work for people, because, you know, just don't, because otherwise you're going to get, you know, heartbroken or whatever. Um, or people who you thought were friends, um, whereas in hindsight they were possibly just um, using you for your resources, but who knows. Um, within time, um, this girl took to Twitter and posted uh, a select few screenshots of the conversation that followed. Um, some of it I'm just not proud of. Um, some of it is, you know... Obviously, with screenshots, she, she didn't post all the the other stuff that she clearly didn't want you to see, but um, posted the stuff that would obviously um, affect me in a uh, a bad way and paint me in a bad light, which is fair because you know, I you know, at the end of the day, I did free work for someone. I told them that I do it for free, and then I got annoyed when they decided not to talk to me anymore. And you know, that is that's just life, you know. Um, the lesson I should have learned from that was don't do free work for people but the lesson I learned from the whole thing because you know I don't have a Twitter account for this exact reason but yeah soon followed on that a few other people in those circles decided to share other stories um, from interactions with me in the past um, 2018 specifically um, 2018 I was borderline alcoholic um, I had many issues going on. My depression was at an all-time high. 
and the only way I knew how to deal with my anxiety was getting fucked up. Um, you know, that is a scary thing to say out loud and it's possibly the first time I've acknowledged this. Um, but you know, um, when you get fucked up, you do stupid shit, you know, and you know, those actions should, you know, shouldn't have happened and it's, it's not okay. So, yeah. So with social media, um, I'm trying to treat it as a, a business module now because putting your personal shit out there, it just, you're just asking for it. Like, I could have come away from that situation going, right, lesson learned, don't do free shit for people. The lesson I learned was, don't be a little bitch about things because someone will take that further and they did and um yeah <laughs> you know um it's it's scary social media is terrifying and what was even scary i thought these people were my friends you know um but after that whole situation something really cool happened um I realized who the people who actually knew me, who cared about me, not just as, you know, Harvey Lake from Misery or Harvey Lake from Ruin and all that fucking shite. The people that knew me, yeah, that's, that's Harvey, that's my friend. Um, they got they got it, you know, they, didn't, they, they just saw straight through that shit, all that stuff that was being posted about me, all that fucking slander and, you know, and they supported me through it and they helped me through it you know i was uh, i was not sleeping i was i was being woken up by panic attacks because i was so involved with what people thought about me but these people they, they contributed nothing to my life and nothing at all nothing positive anyway um and the people that left were those people you know just people that just might have come across me or um, they didn't really know me um, or know what I, I had gone through at that point. Um, but the people that stayed, I, I found myself growing closer to them. Um, obviously the guys in the band, um, you know, they, they didn't really, they didn't, you know, I don't want to speak on their behalf, but I was very transparent with them and, you know, um, it's, and they, you know, they understood and um, they're still with me and uh, I'll always love and appreciate them for that. But at the end of the day, you know, I won't talk about, you know, the events that unfolded and stuff because there's just really nothing to add to it. Um, you know, it's just me being a drunk cunt <laughs> in 2018. Um, but obviously, you know, 18, 2018, I was just turned 20 years old, you know. I'm turning 23 in three months, so. Still a fucking baby, but. <laughs> this this baby's seen some shit. <laughs> um, I find myself in a position now where I have people that are very close to me and I feel very loved by those people. Um, and I feel like I've almost um, cleansed m my life of people that 
just either just didn't treat me how I deserved to be treated, how I treated them. Um, and I'd always, you know, like, there was a few people that would just be cunts to me. And I'd be like, oh, this must be something I've done. You know, c couldn't possibly be them, right? You know, which is so dumb. I'm annoyed at myself for thinking like that. I'm, I'm glad the people that choose to not to talk to me anymore that I have been nothing but good to no longer contact me because I don't need you in my life. It's, you know, you know, it's, <laughs> it sounds brutal, but you know, if, if you're not going to make the effort, what's the, what's the point, you know? Um, I feel like a really long rant and I feel like I've been wanting to talk about this for a while uh, instead of bottling it up. Um, I hope that's offered a decent perspective on that situation. But the main focus of this episode is to talk about how mental health can really take a toll on decisions you make in your life, whether you know them to be negative or positive. Um, I've made a lot of positive decisions in my life based on my anxiety. I've made a lot of positive decisions in my life based off my depression and how I feel about myself. Um, however, mistakes do happen and negative thoughts do creep in. They do consume you. I will spend days in bed and then I will spend weeks and months being proactive taking the reins, taking control of my life. But it's okay to have those down days. I know that now. You know, that's something I have to live with. Rather than torturing myself for just shit that doesn't fucking matter, you know, just get up. And, you know, I have to talk to myself like this, almost like a like my football coaches or rugby coaches when I was younger, just like, you know, just get up, do it again, you know. It's okay to fail. It's okay to fuck up. Own it. Get on with life. So, uh, recently we released a song called um, Stronger Than I. Um, by we, I mean my band Ruiner. Um, this is the first of many songs to to come out in a, in a series over the course of the year because um, even if shows came back soon um, I find that unless you're a big band and you're going to get people through the door um, promoters just tend to not really give a fuck about you unless you message them and I just really can't be bothered to message any promoters right now um, so with this song Stronger than I, the you know, the thematics of it being around my mental health and targeting that at people that have made me feel horrible about myself. Sometimes shining a light on maybe some of my faults, but I'm not a bad person. I know that now. And it's a struggle to process when people are just so hostile 
hence the hence the line you know you're not stronger than i you don't have to deal with what i have to deal with on a daily fucking basis you know i should probably watch my language it's not sounding too intellectual there is it <laughs> um mind your gosh darn language um but the premise of the song is for people that just get constantly shit on or feel like they're being constantly shit on by just shit people um i wrote this song in like i want to say july august so it wasn't long after i'd come out of a relationship with someone that was you know lying to me the entire time we were dating but um you know i was going through some shit you know as as we all have been since you know 2020 and you know everyone's had personal shit but i feel like i just need to air my shit right now um so with that being the driving frustration and anger behind the song i found myself in a place where i wanted to write something that would empower people that are just you know the last person standing you know um, that felt like they you know they tell themselves that they're weak they tell themselves um, that they're not strong and then that that they're not good people because of how other people make them feel other people not acknowledging what love people have to offer so it was a very personal song putting this out and um, apart from the response just being overwhelmingly just positive um, you know obviously there's the few people that's just like his voice sounds weird and I'm like yeah I know <laughs> I've, I've, I've tried to do the generic stuff I just can't do it <laughs> just not out of choice just like I just don't sound you know even when I'm not doing my clean vocals like I don't sound like anyone else it's 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 just weird. I'm just a weird guy like that, and um, but I'm I'm proud of that. I'm I'm glad that it sticks out like a like a sore thumb, you know. Um, but there's more to come of it. So whether you like it or not, you're getting this music. <laughs> if you don't like it, just don't listen to it. Um, actually, no. Now keep listening to it, and then you might actually like it. You know, I'll grow on you. I'll grow on you. Um, or not. <laughs> we'll find out. Anyway, went on a little uh, tangent there. I find um I find myself like on a tangent with this thing because releasing something and then the aftermath just sort of like quieting it's like where's the momentum here like you know um it was like a day of like concentrated just insanity just like I felt like everyone in the fucking world was talking about this song and for once my hard work had kind of paid off and then I found myself delving into that you know it was like almost social media going hey look all this cool stuff going on come come check it out yeah they're talking about you you know come on it's great we told you it's great this whole time and then just for the rest of the time being like where the fuck did that go what you know like it was like it was like a disappearing act um <laughs> And all the momentum just dropped off, and um, you know, or at least it felt that way. Um, 
And when I'd open up to maybe some of the boys about it, or just you know friends in general who also like release music, they 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 had to sort of put me in my place a bit. They had to say, you can't expect people to keep thinking about the artist all the time. Um, you can't expect people to give a shit as much as you want that and I think it's my my want for this my want to be a musician my want to be doing this as a full-time thing and just none of it's good enough it's it's hard to then separate that from people and you almost want to blame your failed ambitions on on others and it's really hard to do that so I understand why people use others as scapegoats and why in the past I've been so mad at people just for you know I shared your band why did you not share mine because they don't have to and at the same time I don't have to so with that in mind I think I'm taking a new approach with uh, the next release and um, taking a new approach with the band and, and myself you know I'm setting such high expectations for a band that has realistically only existed for a year and that year has been 2020 <laughs> like come on <laughs> I'm laughing now because this is why I'm doing this thing you know I need to say this out loud I need to it's almost like writing a diary, you know? Um, and saying these things out loud makes me realize what my mind does to me and what it can, what the tricks it can play on you. And yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm smiling right now, you know, that's, that's a weird thing. <laughs> um, but for those that, that do care about the band and do, do invest and care about me and, you know, understand the points I'm making understand the perspective I'm coming from I thank you for that that takes a lot you know there's a lot of insight there and there's a lot of you know it's more than just butt rock you know <laughs> I'm sure Nickelback have got some like real like heavy hitters you know I mean does anyone actually listen to the lyrics of how you remind me like jeez shit's dark man Oh man, yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. Does <laughs> um, anyone listen to Rockstar? It's like really like, uh, you know, it's a lot there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, aside from that, um, obviously being music the thing I, I, I tend to focus on the most. Um, I also... Um, I've spent 2020 primarily working in, in the care and healthcare industry. Um, I started off in, in February 2020. So over a year ago now, I was, I was done helping people that were just shit to me. So using this as a comparison. So, you know, I'd be in hospitality, you know, serving people food, drinks, and they would just be vile. You know, you're le like less human to them because you're working. Or you're working now because you're younger or because you're a woman or because you're a man you know it's it's hard you know I take everything personally um, and in all fairness 
the people that were being horrible to me, the, you know, the customers and stuff, they were being very personal. <laughs> it wasn't just like the company shit, it's just like, no, you are shit. <laughs> so, I, I decided to get, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest my time, because I can't do music for a living. Like, this is just an unachievable goal for me at the moment. Uh, I'm, ex I'm exhausted trying to, um, make people give a shit, you know. I have been for a while, but I need to get out of that mindset. Um, so I decided to go into healthcare or care. So initially I went and worked in a home, like a residential home for gentlemen with autism and other challenging behaviours or issues. Um, no training, nothing. Um, it was a... Uh, I mean, maybe a few PowerPoints here and there, but that's not going to fucking help you when someone hits you around the back of the head with a mug, you know. Um, so that was that was diving headfirst into something that was quite um, full on, for sure. But there were good days amongst the bad ones, for sure. Um, but obviously during this time, within my first month, the world went into a global pandemic and things became noticeably harder for the healthcare industry. Um, things became violent because, you know, I wanted to go outside and you tell someone with mental, mental health issues that are so bad that they have to live in a residential controlled home. You tell them that they can't go outside because of an invisible disease that is killing people, killing people like them how terrifying that must have been for them is just, uh, it's incomparable to what I was feeling at the time. The time I was also in a relationship with someone that I, I thought was, um, you know, a, 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 you know, good for me. But um, turned out that um, all that I was giving, again, another example of a relationship where I was, I was giving a lot um, to someone that was not interested. Um, as I found out over time, uh, you know, turns out that she was not interested in men at all. And, you know, I'd had my suspicions, you know, she was very involved on Twitter and stuff, which was a world that I never delved into anyway. Um, and I saw a lot of stuff that was like, you know, not um, compliments, but more like flirting. And, you know, I was assured that, oh, that's just, you know, gay Twitter, you know. She had said that she was, um, you know, bisexual and stuff, which so I was like, yeah, fucking great, awesome, nice one. Um, but I think the more I had to, you know, the more, I, the more times I had to sort of go, you know, we're in a relationship, right? <laughs> Um, you know, a heterosexual relationship you know, <laughs> as well. So, you know, I am here, um, you know, and over time, I think the more questions I had um, about that sort of, um, it all kind of got to a T and I think eventually, um, you know, I'm still proud of her for coming out as, you know, for the gay because that must be difficult for anyone. So fair play. Um, but obviously, you know, that rendered um, things, you know, complicated. So a month later, I released a song called Ceremony, which was very much being at peace with oneself and um, accepting 
the shit and you know dealing with it and moving on hence the line uh, no more lies you know out of time you know I, I don't have time for lies and I really wish I'd continued that going forward I think as the months got colder and things started to change like after all this had gone on I decided I wanted to move away I wanted to you know, get my own space and um, move with you know my friend Matt who obviously now plays guitar in Ruiner um, always has, has always played guitar in Ruiner but um, you know moving to Bristol that was a, a, a positive change but it was a lot of change um, and I think I'd left a few things back in um, back at you know my parents house like mentally like I you know that was my home for so many years you know I think I'd left a few things there but I did bring a lot of the negative ones with me um, you know I found it hard and challenging I was very bitter about you know all the things that had happened and you know I won't go into too much detail um, because I think that would be damaging for her um, but going forward it, I found it hard um, you know trusting um, people especially people I wanted to maybe um, interact in relationships with I've always found that hard it's not the first time I'd been you know sort of um, like lied to um, so I felt myself going forward very much like with this wall um, but at the same time very much opening up to people with how I feel because I've always been an advo advocate of that because I feel if I bottle things up things go south very quickly so with that in mind so I'm a new guy in a new city I'm being very open with people but I'm also not letting people in it's, it's not good it's not good um, you know and then as the nights got darker quicker um, I went from working in a bar in Wales which was really fun um, shout out to Tiny Rebel um, loved the guys there that was a that was a lot of fun um, I then took another job up in healthcare um, at a neuropsychiatric hospital um, which is full of amazing people again quite challenging work but it's very fulfilling and I really feel myself being here long term which is great so I mean I've almost been here half a year now which is mental because I feel like the past three months of 2021 have just been a blur to me but going into that um, I had about a month and a half of you know socializing and making new friends and stuff before another lockdown took place um, which we're kind of just seeing the end of now really um, possibly um, into summer you know going into that with you know you know working how I was working and just you know just confusing thoughts really um, spending a lot of time indoors as most people have and I think that's the first time I really experienced the effects of being told to stay at home you know because I've worked in healthcare most of the pandemic it's I've been able to go out and you know work and come home and you know you appreciate your home life but I, I I feel this time I've really felt the effects of being like fuck this is this is lonely 
you know, this is, this is really, really lonely. Um, so with that all in mind, you know, uh, it's been difficult to maybe pursue other um, relationships or friendships um, with all this going on. Um, and then the whole fucking Twitter thing that went on. It's, it, was, it, was a cha- it was a challenging time. And I feel like I'm coming out the back end of this now. Um, more knowledgeable. I don't know about stronger, but definitely more... Um, more sensitive to how people will perceive things if told things in a certain way. And more sensitive to how people respond to certain actions. I'm more sensitive towards how people perceive things on social media and the internet and I'm more sensitive towards how people are people. So I feel like I've spent a lot of time talking about how maybe social aspects of um, other people, especially in the music industry, um, have affected um, me. But I'm sure you know, why, why do you want to hear more about that, you know? The one thing I have noticed is the more time people have been effectively locked up in their own homes, um, the more um, opinionated and um, overly sensitive people have become towards um, their views. Um, some very positive, some very productive. Um, but I think a lot of it is very counterproductive. I think it's um, spreading this divide that we already have, um, that we've had for a while. But um, that's something I can't control. And I wanted to talk about things that we can't control. I've learned that focusing on things that are just not within grasp, that are just not achievable, realistically are not worth thinking about. I find myself in a place now where I mainly focus on things that I can control, you know, things I can, you know, be accountable for, things I can manage. And uh, that's a good place to be. Um, Well, I think so anyway. But with all the shit, all of it, the whole pile <laughs> that's just that's just continued to grow over time if I don't look at it it's not there <laughs> now that's a really unhealthy way of doing that <laughs> acknowledge it for what it is but at the end of the day it's a pile of shit and it all will always be a pile of shit nothing more than that to you you can use that to your advantage um, everyone's got baggage you know, you know, people say, oh, yeah, they got baggage. You know? I don't like that word. I just say, no, they've just got a, a huge pile of shit. <laughs> and nobody likes a huge pile of shit. It's there. It's not nice to look at. It stinks. And it reminds us of the shit that we've had to deal with over the years, which is just not productive. So going forward, focus on the things. I'm talking to myself here and, and yourself if you made it this far. Focus on the things that you can 
manage and as I said before you know hold yourself accountable for like your well-being your your health your physical health your hobbies your interests your work I understand the work thing may differ on during this time but again if your work is out during this time it's not in your control it's due to a virus that is literally killing people that's not something you can manage you know um, but just be grateful that maybe if you're furloughed it's you know you, you've got what you've got you know you can still eat live and you've got a roof over your head um, I think people that have been made redundant I my heart goes out to you it really, it really does um, being put in that position is not fair um, and a lot of what's happened is not fair and it's okay to be angry about that it's okay to be frustrated about that if you weren't angry and frustrated about that I'd be I'd be worried you know so going forward maybe I mean aside from the employment side you know let's not focus on on that focus on what you can do focus on not the positives but acknowledge the negatives don't ignore them acknowledge the negatives so you can allow them to see them for what it is you know, for what they are which are just you know bad experiences um, bad thoughts you know, they're there they're a part of your life sorry but we all have them um, you know but also appreciate the goodness, the love, the, the warmth you have in your life. The stuff that you do have there, the people you have there, and yourself. You know, don't do yourself discredit, don't do yourself disservice. Acknowledge your faults. Everyone fucking has them. Sorry. No one's perfect. Anyone that thinks they're perfect are probably people to avoid. Um, but you're doing good. You're doing really, really well. Again, I'm talking to both myself and, and yourself. We're doing great. All things considered. We're literally in the most, possibly going to be one of the most historically remembered periods of time in the 21st century and you're still here well done well done <laughs>